You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Kiana Jones, artist and founder of Happening Hands, a community that helps makers and creative business owners build thriving, profitable businesses. Every week on our podcast, we discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to build that profitable handmade or creative business that you've always dreamed of. Hello, my friends. I'm so excited for this episode because our special guest, Maddie O'Coin, is going to be talking with us about some of her favorite human-centered marketing tips. And we're going to dig into the topic of mean girl marketing, what it is and how to avoid it. So without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the show, Maddie. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a copywriter and brand messaging strategist? Absolutely. So uh, my roots actually start back uh, as a maker. That was the original business that I had started back in 2020. And I was creating inclusive wooden toys for kids. And that really had my heart for about 18 months. uh, And slowly, I started kind of losing my passion for, for making just because of all of the stress that goes into it. And you know, I didn't have the resources to be able to create something that was fulfilling for me. And uh, Mm -hmm. he and I were actually talking about earlier how uh, Happening Hands as it's, it is now kind of came into fruition in March, 2022. And that was when I closed my business. So we kind of miss each other on that. Um, but yeah, so after kind of losing my passion for, for creating, um, I really found a love over the, the kind of time that I was creating for connecting with business owners. And I found that so many business owners were really struggling to share their story and to share who they were at the heart of their business instead of just focusing on the products that they made. And so I really Mm -hmm. wanted to help business owners, people to communicate that they had amazing products, but also that they were, you know, a human and had personality and that they were the heart behind the brand, you know, kind of putting together their products and services, but also sharing themselves because I think that's such an important part of business. And so as I kind of wound down my time, making, um, Mm -hmm. I decided to pursue copywriting um, as someone who has a background in writing and in research. I went to university for English and history, which provided me with a lot of background into how to conduct research and how to really strategize um, when you're writing. So I felt all of those things kind of married themselves really well together for me. And I do miss making a lot and I hope to go back to it one day um, in conjunction with what I'm doing right now, but that's how I got into copywriting and brand messaging strategy. That's awesome. So, okay. So I know one of the biggest questions small business owners have is, you know, how to stand out in a saturated market. And of course I know like there's the story is part of that. So can you kind of talk about like how someone might stand out when there are so many other people selling the same product um, and how does how does a person's story kind of come into that? I love that question because I do agree. I think a lot of business owners have a hard time bringing themselves out um, from behind the products because we think typically that our products and services are 
the things that are most important in the business. And they're a big part of the business and they're an important part of the business. But we're, as humans, as the owners and the creators, we're also an important part of the business. And so typically when I have, you know, folks who are interested in bringing themselves out and, and starting to tell their story, I always really encourage them to start by literally grabbing a pen, grabbing a piece of paper or a document, whatever that feels like for you. And just documenting everything from the start of your business and why you just started to start your business and kind of where you've come on that path. I find that that exercise of just allowing people to brainstorm without having too much stress or thinking too much about it, because I think a lot of the struggle with trying to tell your story is hearing that you have to tell your story. And, you know, a lot of experts are telling you that sharing your story is important, but you know, I think a lot of people get into their head about it and are concerned, like, am I sharing it in the right way? Am I doing the right thing? So I always encourage folks to to sit down and look within yourselves, even for 10 minutes and see what comes up for you. I think one of the things I love most about storytelling is that it makes you relatable as a person and as a creator and as a business owner. Um, I think we don't often realize that someone can always find comfort or can resonate with our stories in some way. And I think that we've seen in the past couple of years that people are really interested in purchasing from brands that have similar values. They're interested in purchasing from brands and businesses who share their stories and and tell you a little bit more about them. So yeah, I think even just getting started by just thinking a little bit about where you've been and, you know, where your business is going um, is always a really great way to be able to tell that story. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think we always overthink it, right? Where we're like, oh, do I have a story? Um, and then once you start asking yourself these questions or someone else starts asking them of you, you're like, you know, your brain just starts going and then you just start talking and you're like, oh my gosh, they're like, there's this, there is actually this whole story here that is very shareable and that people want to hear. So once you have that story, how do you kind of infuse a consistent, that consistent story throughout your messaging, um, whether it's on your website or on Instagram or wherever, um, how do you infuse that into your marketing um, and kind of just like a consistent brand voice? I love that. So one thing that I typically suggest, once you've got your pen and paper, you've brain dumped, you've got everything kind of together and organized, I always suggest people group things in topics that they've written down. So for example, if you've talked a little bit about why you started your brand, kind of group all of that together, group all of those points together. And then maybe another part you're talking about why you create the products that you do, how you source um, the materials for your products, the process, group all of those things together. And so what I find is that once you've kind of created this document and you've grouped like things together, it's really easy for you to be able to see those themes. And it's easy for you to be able to pull out little pieces that you can use across your platforms. So for example, if you're creating a social media caption and you're talking about your process, you can always go back to that document and see what you've written about your brand story, about your process. So you're always kind of referencing that. And then typically the hardest part is creating a story for your website, for your about page or whatever that looks like for you. 
um, and keeping that consistent because it's typically a little bit of a longer narrative. Whereas if you are sharing bits and pieces of your brand story on social media or on a podcast, for example, it's typically a little bit shorter. Um, so if you are creating a brand story for your website, definitely go ahead and just pull some of those themes out um, and see which ones resonate the most for your website. One of my tips is always to keep it concise as possible. Um, obviously pulling, you know, those details from those themes are, is really important, but people don't want to necessarily hear your entire life story. Um, so yeah, always just keeping it focused, keeping it consistent with those themes, even just being able to have something to look back at often jogs your memory and is able to help keep you consistent on what you're creating and, and what you're posting and what you're sharing in terms of your brand story. It's no secret that social media is one of the number one tools out there that you should be using to market your creative business. The only problem is that it can be hard to find a good playbook out there to help you market on social media in a way that is proven to help you make sales from what you're posting. That's why we've created the Social Content Playbook for Makers. Our playbook will teach you all about what to post on social media to make more sales. You can find it inside our membership for makers by going to happeninghands.com and signing up for your first three days free. Okay, back to the show. So I saw on Instagram, you were talking about how brands are moving away from bro marketing and instead using mean girl marketing. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to talk about this because I, you know, it's a new concept for me. And I mean, bro marketing, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But what is mean girl marketing? Talk Ooh, to me about this. I love this. I don't know if this is something that I came up with or if someone else came up with this name. So I don't want to like credit mm -hmm. it to myself. Um, sure. But essentially, mean girl marketing can be used by any gender, of course. But it's basically a concept where people and brands have shifted from being overtly, you know, shamey and, and fear mongering and all of that kind of stuff that we see with girl marketing. And it's kind of shifted into this more subtle type of marketing. And I refer to it as mean girl marketing because it reminds me of when I was in high school and, you know, people would post like sub tweets or like, you know, make Instagram posts and like, you know, say things about you without actually tagging you. And so for me, mean girl marketing is what we're seeing a lot with brands and businesses who are trying to subtly shame or trying to subtly call out their audience without overtly, or sometimes they do overtly call it out, but it's typically more subtle. Um, and just, you know, kind of making them feel not so great about themselves. I think something that I've seen on the rise a lot, which I'm not loving at all, is service providers or business owners making posts or reels or whatever kind of content about, you know, maybe it's like, for example, a hairstylist talking about how, you know, their clients are late or they don't wash their hair or they, you know, all of these things that you probably wouldn't say to a person in person if you were talking to them right but that makes sense it's, yeah it's yeah it's almost become this way to like subtly shame people if they don't necessarily do the exact thing that you want them to do which if you're a hairstylist it's come up clean hair or you know mm -hmm. communicate more but instead it's it's looking a little bit more like subtle if that makes sense 
And so, yeah, I, I found that there's this, this shift from being overtly shame and fear mongering towards a more subtle, a more subtle type of, of shame in marketing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Man, I'm so happy that we brought this up because I've, I've actually been seeing this a lot out there too. And it, it makes it hard for people to want to be around you, right? Where you're like, oh, this is this person going to shame me? Is this the experience I'm going to get from this brand? Do I even want to buy these types of products? I don't know. And so it can actually probably put a lot of doubt in the minds of your customers or potential customers. And it's really not a good look. No, I often think when I see it, like, would I want to work with you? Would I want to ask questions and, you know, get more information on your product or service? Because now Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that you're going to make content about me, even though I'm just genuinely asking a question. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's become very tough for me when I see something that has kind of that mean girl marketing vibe because it's like, oh, I would love to work with you or I'd love to purchase your products, but do I do I want to? No, I, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous about what my experience might be like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's definitely something to look out for in your marketing, right? Making sure that your customers feel safe in asking you questions and, you know, you want to be open, you know, that's part of customer service. You know, you don't want people to feel bad when they um, send you a message or, you know, maybe they won't want to send you a message at all if you're acting like that. So, <laughs> so I haven't asked this question of our guests in a while and I really want to bring it back. So what are a few of your top favorite books or resources on marketing and business? Oh, okay. So my all time favorite business book, which I hate typically business books. I find I usually get like a few pages, a few chapters into them and I put them (laughs) down, but I have a few key favorites that I love and will share with everyone. So my first one is We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Um, Rachel Rogers is just incredible. She owns Hello7 and she gives really great tangible advice that is can apply to like any business or any type of marketing. And the second one, which I'm actually finishing right now, but I would recommend this to like, to literally anyone. It's called mm-hmm. She Builds by Jada Selmer. And it's all about building your business without focusing on hustle culture and just building a business that feels really, really great to you. So I would definitely recommend both of those books. Um, I like to build my business in a way that like feels very good for me and honors my time and my space and my capacity, which is something that I haven't always recognized. And I think in the maker space, it's not always talked about how to create a business that supports your life without, you know, necessarily burning you out. So I would definitely recommend those two books to, to anyone who is a business owner. They're amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maddie. And finally, where can our listeners find you online? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I am typically most active. My handle is at by Maddie O'Coin. You can also find me on my website, www.bymaddieocoin.com. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Maddie. And I can't wait to see where life takes you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Handmade CEO Podcast. Check out the show notes to get a closer look at our guest today and our special offers. Most importantly, check out and join our membership for makers, Happening Hands, where we feature courses, workshops, monthly coaching, and more for makers and creative business owners who are ready to bring their businesses to the next level. You can do this by going to www.happeninghands.com. See you next time. And until then, don't forget that no dream is too big to turn into your dream job.